Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Tuesday, August 23rd. Another Tuesday, another primary day. This one rounds out the primaries in August. We've got high-profile contests in New York and Florida, and we are just 11 weeks away from the midterms. That big, huge midterm election is less than 80 days away. And the playing field is almost entirely set. We just have a few more primaries to get through. And today is one of those key primary days. We've got critical congressional races in New York, both in the city and upstate, both primaries and some special elections, D versus R. We've also got Ron DeSantis, the biggest name in Republican politics, not named Donald Trump, learning who his opponent is going to be this fall as he attempts to get reelected as Florida's governor. And in Oklahoma, there is a Republican runoff for the nomination in the race to replace Senator Jim Inhofe, who's resigning his seat in January. But we start today in New York City, where I am. And one of the fun things for political nerds like myself in redistricting years is that every 10 years, it basically is inevitable that there are going to be some member versus member primaries, two sitting members of Congress who get drawn into the same new district due to the census figures and the new lines created by state legislatures. And it's sort of a battle royale, right? In a member versus member primary, only one gets to move on. So we have that with longtime incumbents, 30-year veterans of the House of Representatives and sort of progressive champions here in New York City, Congressman Jerry Nadler and Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney. Now, Nadler used to have Manhattan's west side as the bulk of his district, and Maloney had Manhattan's east side as the bulk of her district. The way the New York districts were drawn, much of central Manhattan was thrown into the new 12th congressional district. So this is the new 12th congressional district, and it has been getting ugly out there, folks. Give a listen to all three candidates. And yes, there are three candidates. There is a younger challenger here who's trying to make a generational argument, Siraj Patel, taking on both Nadler and Maloney in this race. Spectrum News One caught up with all three candidates making their final pitch. There is one thing that remains that I have not been able to do, and that is to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment and put women in the Constitution Please send me back to finish the job. I think it's probably about my voting record uh, more than anything else. I mean, people understand that I took principled progressive votes. They think that everything is just fine in Washington, and they think they're being effective at fighting Republicanism. Over in the 10th congressional district, what you see taking place there is Mondaire Jones, 
who represented sort of Westchester County area suburbs for the most part in the last Congress, in this current Congress, chose not to run there when he saw the new district lines and he saw Sean Patrick Maloney, the chairman of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, come on in and say he was going to run in that district. Mondaire Jones then looked to the city, to this new 10th congressional district, to try to stake a claim there. The problem he's finding, it seems, is that there are a whole bunch of progressives that lined up to run in that district. Actually, the former mayor, Bill de Blasio, one of them, but he has since dropped out. And what we see is Dan Goldman, who's sort of famous for being a staple on cable TV. He was one of the lead prosecutors for the Democrats in the first Trump impeachment trial. And he is running a bit more as a moderate Democrat, sort of in the Eric Adams, the current mayor, the, that model. And the progressive vote seems to be, be split up. So watch carefully to see if indeed a more moderate Democrat yet again emerges in a competitive Democratic primary in New York, thought of as sort of the bastion of liberal politics. But perhaps there's a new mold of how you succeed as a Democrat in New York politics being formed. I mentioned Sean Patrick Maloney. He's running in the new 17th district, and this is one of of those sort of moderate versus progressive Democratic races. We've seen several of these throughout the cycle. Maloney, with the backing of Nancy Pelosi, is sort of the establishment figure here. He's facing the progressive state senator, Alessandra Biagi, and she has the backing of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So you sort of get the establishment versus the left-wing progressive portion of the Democratic Party here. We will see if indeed Maloney, who is part of Democratic leadership, emerges unscathed in his primary in this new district. But perhaps the most telling New York race tonight is taking place in the 19th Congressional District. This is a special election due to the vacancy of the seat there because Antonio Delgado became New York's lieutenant governor. And so you have Democrat Pat Ryan, the Ulster County executive, against Republican Mark Molinaro, the Dutchess County executive, in a district that has been what we call sort of a boomerang district. It went for Obama, then went for Trump, then went for Biden. It is very competitive. It is a real battleground district. And so what we're looking for in today's special election is, do we see a shifting political dynamic here? Because the Democratic candidate here has been leaning hard into abortion rights in a post-Roe versus Wade world to energize Democratic voters, like we saw in Kansas a few weeks ago. And on the Republican side, the message has been what you've been hearing from national Republicans, keeping the focus on inflation and the economy. And is that going to be the winning message as people are still experiencing day-to-day -day pain in the economy? Or are things shifting? And one of these messages is not going to be as productive for the party as they think. So why Watch carefully in those results tonight. And down in Florida, Ron DeSantis is going to learn who his Democratic opponent is in his battle for re-election. He's running unopposed. He's not on the ballot. But Charlie Crist, the Democratic congressman, though he was once the Republican governor of Florida, is running against Nikki Freed. She is the only Democrat elected to a statewide office currently in Florida. She is the agriculture commissioner there. And this has been a hard-fought intra-party primary on the Democratic side. 
Again, abortion rights playing a big role in this contest. In the immediate aftermath of the Dobbs ruling when Roe got overturned, Nikki Freed leaned into being an advocate for abortion rights as her calling card in this race. Since she's running against a former Republican, she thought it would be a good contrast. Christ is favored in this race, but we will see how it turns out tonight. Here's some of the back and forth between Freed and Christ on the abortion issue. You'll hear Freed from a debate hosted by NBC Telemundo 51, and then you'll hear Charlie Christ in his campaign ad. I have been pro-choice my entire life. I have made sure that I've stood on the side of women. Charlie cannot say the same thing. He has been pro-life his entire life, including today. Charlie Chris is the only candidate for governor who vetoed anti-abortion legislation. He has a perfect pro-choice record from Planned Parenthood and NARAL. And he stands with pro-choice leaders like me. The winner here emerges as an underdog in a state that's been trending Republican and with a Republican incumbent in DeSantis that had no primary competition and has a huge war chest. But the critical thing here is that Democrats are going to be using this gubernatorial election as a test case for how to message against Ron DeSantis, because he is the biggest name in Republican Party politics not named Trump. And if he runs in 2024, this campaign season will be a test case for Democrats about how to run against him. Be sure to follow all the election returns tonight on CNN and on CNN.com. We'll have the very latest for you. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.